0: Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth Podcast.:
1: And now it is my pleasure to introduce you to our guest speaker for today, Reverend Dr. Arianta Plan. Ariana is the founder of asoulfulworld.com, a Soulfulworld.com, glo- a global wisdom community where she helps people master the art of living an authentic, purpose-driven and passionate life. With more than 30 years of metaphysical training, Arianta is a certified transpersonal hypnotherapist, an ordained unity minister, a Reiki master slash teacher, a third degree priestess in two esoteric religious traditions, and has studied with indigenous teachers and medicine people. Her doctoral focus on pastoral counseling psychology supports her bridge building efforts. A former ambassador for the Parliament of the World's Religions, is, Ariana is featured in the acclaimed international docu-series, Time of the Sixth Sun, and her weekly newspaper column, In Good Faith, is seen by over 120,000 readers each week. Ariana is happily married to her soulmate Mark. They have five grown children and a handful of grandchildren. She loves to kayak and paint with watercolors in her free time. Please join me in welcoming Reverend Dr. Arianto Platon. Thank you. Good
0: morning, Unity of Fort Worth. It is a great pleasure to be back with you today. I I think it was probably August that I was with you the last time. So, very very sweet to be able to spend time with you this morning. I am coming to you from Colorado Springs, where it is a frosty 11 degrees and snowing and very appropriate for what we're gonna talk about this morning. And um, I'm, I'm grateful for the sweet introduction. Uh, I, I It's been a long time since I really listened to someone introduce me using some of the pieces that were used today, but they're very appropriate because the work we're going to do today, the conversation we're going to have is very much tied to the medicine people and indigenous people I've had the great honor of studying with. And their work largely is that we, we look at the earth and understand that we're connected to it. So what we'll talk about this morning stands a little outside of our normal unity teachings. And I like to be very clear about that, especially if we have any guests who are here for the first time. These teachings come from indigenous tribal culture all around the world. And sometimes we, we separate ourselves from that. We kind of think of ourselves as outside that indigenous culture, but somewhere in your heritage, somewhere in your history, your family, I just realized, I'm, I told you it's cold here, I just realized I've got the heater on at my feet. I'll turn that off, then you won't hear that buzz in the background. Somewhere in the history of your life and, and in your family history, you have ancestors who lived close to the earth, who had to watch the earth to decide when they would plant, to decide what they would plant, to decide how to weed and how to thin and what to care for and what crop they could bring in to decide where they would walk if they were nomadic, where they would walk to find the food that they needed. We have, as a, as a civilization, had to live very, very close to the earth. There's a great book. It's called Last Child in the Woods. It talks about who we are and what happens to our children if we forget that we belong to the earth. And the author is a gentleman named Richard Louvre. And I had the great pleasure of listening to him speak several years ago. And he said, some of us believe we have dominion over the earth. And some of us believe that we're stewards of the earth. And what we've forgotten is that we are the earth. We are no different than anything else that walks with us, breathes with us, exists with us, as members of the earth, as as the energetic emergence of life. So if we understand as unity, if we understand that there is one source and that all things emerge from that same source, the earth that, that we walk on, the fires, the sun in the sky, the, the planets that we observe, the stars, the rivers, the clouds, the people, the animals, all of that. If we understand that all of that emerges from the oneness of, of the divine source of divine presence, then we have to acknowledge that we are one with all of that, not superior to it and not less than it, but one and the same. So what I want to talk to you about this morning is the season that we're in. And I'm going to share a few slides, but before I go into them, I want to invite you into a practice. And this is a practice called visio divina. It's These are Latin words, and they simply and loosely translate as divine vision or uh, visioning what God is giving you in what you see. So we're we're very accustomed to turning our ears to get our message, but we actually are incredibly visual beings. So as you watch the slides, and they're very simple this morning, I invite you to allow yourself to just slide into, be present to what you see, to allow whatever it is that the divine brings you from your sight to touch your soul in a way that words don't necessarily do. And something might come to you, something might be inspired in you that I could talk all day and not get to you. So simply, if you would, take a moment, close your eyes, And give yourself permission to be inspired by what you see, what you hear, and what you feel as we go forward. And when you're ready, gently open your eyes again. This is one of my favorite quotes. It actually comes from Alice in Wonderland. And the quote is, I wonder if the snow loves the tree and fields, that it kisses them so gently. And then it covers them up snug, you know, with a white quilt. And perhaps it says, go to sleep, darlings, till the summer comes again. We are in that time, aren't we? We are in the winter time. And really, we are six weeks between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. We are right between winter and the time that we acknowledge more light than dark. We're sitting right in between that. And still the snow is falling and it's chilly. In fact, unusually chilly all across our country this year. And I know that it's unusually chilly for you. And I see that it's a cloudy day. At least that's what my weather station here tells me about Fort Worth. It's still a little, a time for a little bundling up, isn't it? We're still in the dark, even though the days are getting longer. We're still in the season of darkness. And this is the season of beginnings. This is the time, you know, New Year's Eve, we just passed New Year's Eve. And for New Year's Eve, we so often set our intentions for the whole year. But I want you to think for a moment that we're setting those intentions in the coldest time of the year when life has the least amount of energy from the sun to pull it forward. And we have such a hard time keeping those new year's resolutions so often because we as inhabitants of this planet who rely on the sun, on the energy of the sun to call us forward, just like all life is called forward by the energy of the sun. We choose the time that we're the farthest away to set our intentions. So I give you that for your own consideration. If you set some intentions and you're struggling with them, maybe it's not quite time yet. Maybe this is the time for dreaming. This is, it's a very interesting thing because the first of the year, we want to jump in and start creating, but the energy of the planet on our hemisphere, where we walk right now, doesn't give us much support for that. This is still a time of rest when life around you, the trees are not, are not budding out yet, it's not time yet. So we are in the dream time. And part of the message I hope that you'll take home with you today is this: that, that I encourage you to resist the urge to do more, to actually resist the urge and give yourself more time for dreaming and being with your imagination. And I'll explain to you why as we go along. Winter is the time of rest and rejuvenation. We need it. We we move through a cycle in the spring where life comes forward, and in our lives, we begin creating. We move through the summer when the sun is at its highest peak, and we are called to grow. In the season of ripening, when fruit is on the vine and ripening, we have a short time that's really good for having vacations and doing all the things we do in summer because When fruit is ripening on the vine, it does nothing but sit and bask in the sun. So we have a little reprieve in the summer where we can slow down a little bit and just enjoy the energy of the sun calling us forward, enjoy our families, enjoy the beauty of life. And then we're back into fall. And you know how that is. Mid-August, beginning of September, we are jumping in time to do something. We're back to school. We're back to work. We've got stuff to do. And then we move through the whole holiday season, don't we? Through Halloween, through Thanksgiving, through Christmas, all that stuff that has to be done. The shopping, the cooking, the gathering, the putting up the tree, the taking down the tree. I'm just taking mine down today. All of that stuff happens. And in wow. you hear my dog in the back. In the middle of winter we begin to think about the next year we begin to think about what's coming ahead for us so as we do this as we think we begin to take to to try to take action and as i said we don't have much luck with it we don't get very far because everything in our body says i'm still tired i'm still tired you may notice that you are starting to see the day get longer. You may even notice in Fort Worth, depending upon how your weather has been this winter, you may even notice that there there is some sprouting happening. Maybe you're seeing a little bit of green. I lived in Texas for a long time, so I know that, that spring comes a little earlier for you than it does here in Colorado. And yet, we're not quite there. The days are getting a little bit longer, The sun is a little bit stronger, but we're not quite to spring yet. So last fall, this is is a beautiful image. I love to get lost in this image. It, It is a magnificent thing to me to notice the symmetry of nature, to really notice the beauty of nature that we have available to us. And this particular image for me is just spectacular. Whoever the artist is who who captured it, it's really spectacular. What you're looking at obviously are the little seed pods that will be carried by the wind. And this happens in the fall, they come out, you see the dandelions, everything, They, they come out and the seed pods get carried on the wind and they land somewhere and they, they work their way down into the soil where they sit and they wait. And in some ways, we are that. We are that seed sitting in the soil, in the soil of the dark time of the year, just waiting, waiting until there's a call, waiting until something pulls us forward. And when there is enough pull, when the rain comes, or in my case, when the snow comes and it begins to drip down through the earth, it will soften the shell of the seed. And when it does, there will be a pop, a pop of new life and the roots will begin. And those roots will stretch out. We learned this in school, didn't we? Those roots will stretch out. We don't know how that little bit of life there knows that it's time to grow, but somehow The miracle of life is there and the seed pops open and life is able to move in a new direction. And as it does, it establishes roots first. Where am I? How do I feed and nourish and care for myself? What is needed for my journey into the sun? What is needed for my journey? It begins to grow and establish connection with the earth that will feed it, nourish it, And inspire it towards new growth. And when that happens, that little bitty seed pod somehow can find the warmth of the sun in the soil, no matter how deep it is down there, which is just a miracle, isn't it? That it will find its way and it will work its way through the soil all the way up until it breaks ground. Here in Colorado, it's fascinating that it can even do that when our our soil is often frozen, but it will work its way through, which gives you some idea of the power and strength of life, and then bring itself out into the sun, where it begins to grow and grow and grow and grow, and grow some more and grow some more. This is a powerful metaphor for our life. This, there is a reflection of our holy journey in the journey of nature. That's why nature is so powerful for us. Not only did it guide our ancestral, our ancestral lineage and still does to some degree guide us. We make decisions according to the time of year, to the sun, to the weather, all of that, to what resources are available. Not only do, does it guide us, but it is one with us and it supplies for us what we need as we need it. So this metaphor is something that we saw in grade school and thought it was pretty cool. We've all seen those time-lapse things where you get to see the little seed sprout and watch it wiggle its way and really understand that there's a life happening there. But we don't often get told what the ancestors understood about that when it came to their own life. And that's what I wanna share with you right now. I want you to understand that we are still in the dream time. This is a time when we are—we have rested some and we are beginning to rejuvenate. A month or so ago, you would have said, oh, it's hard to get out of bed. But I bet some of you are already noticing you're getting up a little bit earlier. The sun is lasting a little longer. There's a little bit more energy. It's coming. We know that spring is coming. We know that the warm weather is coming. It's not here yet. So what do we do in the time that we are... We are seeds encased in a covering, simply allowing ourselves to be softened. What do we do? How do we, as human beings, know when to bring forth the gift of new life, the inspiration that exists? When we're in the dream time, this is our time to connect. It's our time to reach out to spirit and to remember that What we want to create is not just what it is that that comes from our heads, but it's what we find in our soul that gets called forward. That is the inspiration of the divine. And this I want to invite you to consider as immaculate conception. So what I want you to think about is immaculate conception in its most simple term is intercourse with the divine. Immaculate Conception is intercourse with the Divine. It's union with the Divine. This is our time to be opening our hearts and our minds to allow spirit from within, from without, from all around us to bring into our consciousness an awareness of what it is that we can become, that we can grow, that is needed from us my friend Lawrence Palmer would say, what is ours to do? What is yours to do right now? You have the opportunity to open and through your prayer and your intention to invite spirit to inspire you. So all of us have a great imagination. If you're like me, you probably used it a lot when you were a little girl. I was, I could see worlds around me when I was young. But when I was in my teenage years and I started feeling like people didn't like me and having problems like teenagers do, my mom would say or my dad would say, that's just your imagination. Those people, mom, they don't like me. That's your imagination. That's your imagination. Or you may have done like many children do and used your imagination to think about what would happen to you if something happened to your parents. Our imagination can be used a lot of ways. We can scare ourselves with our imagination and we can build a world that is against us using our imagination. That is misuse of a divine tool because our imagination is that, uh, did you ever make that tin can telephone wire? You know, tin can on this end string and a tin can on the other side. That is, our imagination is that string that connects us, my ear to the ear of God my ear to the insight, inspiration, and we know that God is who we are expressing. So this again is just an example. I'm not talking about God out on a cloud out there. I'm saying your imagination, which you use in the dream time and you use when you daydream, your imagination is how the divine opens you to ideas. You're just relaxing in and thinking, what are all the amazing things I could do? And suddenly something drops in, falls into your mind, unfolds in front of you that you hadn't even considered, but that really excites you about what you can be and what you can do in our next cycle of growth. When we make time for that and we actively engage in union with the divine, then something is able to happen. There is an exchange of information. What is in your heart? What is in the divine purpose? What is is your divine intention for this life? And what is your physical kind of day-to-day direction in life? And how do these things come together? So when we think of Immaculate Conception, we think back to the stories about Mary and Joseph. We engage in Immaculate Conception every time we are inspired by the divine. Every time we catch the seed to bring forth something new. Immaculate Conception is a a very real thing that happens to us if we make space for it. Now, if you're lucky... An angel will fly in and announce it. This is what is happening. <laughs> but for most of us, we simply have a drop-in that we're aware isn't, didn't come from us. Some idea popped in that we hadn't thought before. It came from our heart, we felt it. Someone around us said something. A message got to us that maybe we needed to do something different than we'd been doing. Or maybe a door was opening up for us. This is the time of the year that that is most likely to happen, because it's where we are in the natural cycle of life. We are moving between rest and birth, rest and conception, really, in the dream time. And when we resist the urge to do, and we hold ourselves in prayer and presence with the divine, we get very clear messages and then 6 weeks from now when we get around the time of spring equinox and the sun is a little bit stronger those things that we wanted to create in at at new years and the things that come to us through the dream time have a different supporting energy they're able to do something different and we get to we get to step in and really reach for the understanding we get to put our roots in the emergent in the field that is the divine emergence we get to sink our roots into this divine presence and be willing to move through that dark soil be willing to watch for the cracks that give us light be willing to follow the that very wiggly shaky oh my gosh is this really real kind of feeling That calls us out, that calls us into our most divine purpose here. And you know your divine purpose changes over and over, right? We like to think of these great, big, huge, massive divine purposes, but sometimes our divine purpose is be present to someone right now who really needs you. Sometimes it seems small and meager and yet is so critically important so as we go through our time of divine union through our immaculate conception as we receive the seeds that are ours to bring to life we use this time to allow our imagination also to open more widely and to bring us the understanding we need so that we have the support we sink our roots in just like those little seedlings do into the heart of the divine that guides us and brings us forward And when we make our way out, we reach to the sun, we reach to the divine, we reach inward and outward to express fully who we are and what we're here doing. This is a a profoundly important time in the season of the year. It's a profoundly important time to be in the in the heart of God, to allow yourself to know that you live in and as the heart of God. You are the divine expressing all the time. You are also relationally connected with an energy that has purpose, that has direction, that has movement. And when you allow yourself to be in deep union things come to you that wouldn't come otherwise. So I invite you now to close your eyes, to find yourself comfortably seated wherever you are, with your feet on the ground, knowing that the seat below you holds the weight of your body easily and completely, and you can relax and settle into this moment Just give yourself time to be rather than do. You don't have to think anything. You don't have to worry about anything. Set down anything you don't want to take into this moment. You can pick it up later if you want it. But for now, give yourself this moment of being. And just breathe. Breathing in and breathing out at a normal and comfortable pace, allowing your body to relax and allowing your mind to be receptive. Allowing your heart to open to Divine Source in a very intentional way, as though you could Walk to your heart and pull open the big, magnificent gates to welcome in the light of the holy, to welcome out from within your heart the light of the holy that you are. To see that light becomes light, joins together as one, that there is no separation. And in this very sacred way, to allow the light that is the Divine Presence to move through every cell of your body, expanding from your heart up all the way up to the top of your head, down all the way down through your hips and thighs and calves to the earth, through your feet where your deep roots hold you, reaching out through your arms, your shoulders, all the way down, 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 down to your fingertips and seeing that that light doesn't stop there. That this light that covers every cell and inhabits every moment, every bit of your life expands beyond you, connects you to the people who are around you, connects you to the people who are farther away, and farther away. That if we could follow this light, we would see that this light spreads amongst all people and all life. That when we step into divine connection, intercourse and union with the holy, when we step into that knowing, we crack the shell. That little shell pops and our roots sink even more deeply into the heart of the holy. Understanding flows through us easily, comes to us effortlessly, and we are drawn up and out into the world to meet our purpose, our divinely led purpose in a way that only we can do because it is ours, truly ours to do. Let us sit in the silence of union for a few minutes. In this powerful place, this place of interconnection, the path has been opened for you. You can come here easily and effortlessly anytime. Your heart knows the way, the gates will open, union will happen. Remember the path, remember that your purpose known or unknown to your conscious mind, is seated in this dream time. And for the next few weeks, will yourself to open again and again, that you might bring forth in the new year what is yours to do. Divine Source, we're grateful for this time together, for this holy union, for the heart that beats within us as you from you for the wholeness the oneness we have with all life for the oneness we are and so it is thank you for listening to the unity fort worth podcast you just heard this week's message and meditation for the live streams and more information go to unityfortworth.org